This is All India Radio. In the program Spotlight, we now bring you a discussion on World Food Day, Issues, Challenges and the Way Forward. The participants are Devendra Sharma, Agriculture and Food Policy Analyst and Neelav Srivastava, Journalist. A strong agricultural system for the farmers and a food security for the country and its citizens are two major pillars when it comes to talking about agriculture and allied subjects. When we talk about what has happened today in today's context, it is very important to inform our listeners that the Prime Minister Mr. Narendra Modi today had a video conference on these subjects. And why was this? This was because he released a commemorative coin to mark the 75 years of food and agriculture organizations. Now, this global body has worked for increasing the farm, farm produce as such, eradication of hunger and enhancing the levels of nutrition globally. Mr. Sharma, when we talk about the entire role of FAO globally and especially Indian context and what a better an year to have come for FAO when it was awarded or decorated with the Nobel Peace Prize for 2020 for running the World Food Program. And also the Prime Minister did mention about it and also he did say that a former Indian civil servant was very instrumental in initiating this World Food Program, Dr. Binay Ranjan Sen. He was a director general then and under his leadership, this entire world food program was initiated. So please tell our viewers about the FAO, the body as such, the Indian context and the challenges vis-a-vis -vis food security that the country faces. The Nobel Prize to the World Food Program is a very heartening uh, development uh, this year. And we know that the World Food Program has uh, done a human service in uh, reaching food to the needy across the world. And they have over the years also been working in India to make nutritious food available to the people. I think having said that, uh, the role FAO plays, uh, the Food and Agriculture Organization, which completes 75 years today and the world celebrates it as the World Food Day, is, has been, and uh, we all know that FAO has been instrumental in ensuring that uh, globally the challenge of addressing hunger is addressed uh, along with the production of food in a manner that the farmers are able to get sustained income. And uh, they have been advocating how to improve uh, productivity and production across the globe. And they bring in practices which are very positive from different parts of the world, exchanging, sharing the development stories and implementing them. And in short, I think FAO was one of the best UN bodies. And in the context of India, FAO has been a big supporter of the Indian efforts to take long strides in agriculture, to emerge from the situation when we were in a shift to mouth existence, which means as a hungry nation, we used to import food and to emerge out of it and to become self-reliant in food production. I think a lot of it also goes to FAO for holding our hand and taking us along that pathway. That, I think, is something we must acknowledge. Also, the Prime Minister in his address today about the recent passage of the three farm bills and there is a lot of debate and controversy surrounding it. The opposition party is saying that these will not be bringing as what the government is planning as to say that the farmers will have an increase in their income and also a food security for the country will be assured in with the passage of bills. They were initially built and acts now. Mr. Sharma, the Prime Minister did say that we are going, the country is committed to purchasing the food grains at MSP, committed to enhancing the agriculture produce marketing committees. So these are some commitments and that is why these three new laws will help not only the farmers enhance their income but also ensure that they get to produce a better variety of food and the overall food security of the country is ensured. 
Well, the Prime Minister's assurance that uh, the minimum support price as well as the APMC markets will continue, I think, is uh, a very positive development. And uh, it also shows that uh, the government still understands the appreciates the role the minimum support price regime has played in uh, pushing this country out of uh, the hunger trap to become self-reliant in food production. And let us not forget that um, this particular paradigm was uh, laid in Punjab and Haryana. Now, you know, at that time, it was one state. And uh, this actually pulled India out of uh, the, the crisis that we were facing on food security. And, of course, everybody applauds that role now. And Punjab and Haryana are the food bowl. That, I think, uh, the Prime Minister's assurance is certainly welcome. The farmers, on the other hand, have been demanding that uh, MSP should be made a legal instrument, uh, which means uh, that no trading should be allowed uh, below the minimum support price for the 23 crops for which the government announces the minimum support price every year. I think uh, that also there is a merit in that, and I think we need to really sit down and work out a mechanism as to how the country can uh, really take this forward. What the Prime Minister said, you know, the MSP regime will continue, which essentially is for wheat and paddy. I think uh, it is uh, a challenge to see how it can be expanded to cover all the 23 crops for which the MSP is announced every year. This is uh, very important considering that uh, the economic survey 2016 had uh, very clearly brought out that the average income of a farming family in 17 states of India, which means roughly half the country, is only rupees 20,000 a year. I think it uh, means that we have to take steps, which of course can be also bringing in competition, bringing in investments, making one country, one market uh, kind of an approach or strategy. But at the same time, we also have to ensure that the farmers get a remunerative price, a price that is assured. Wherever they sell, at least uh, they get the minimum support price. This, I think, will be very essential considering that uh, India needs to really build up the larger section of the economy to really have more money in their hands, the more capacity to be built up, which also means uh, that uh, the more the money in the hands of the farmers, the more the income in the hands of the farmers, the higher will be the demand. And the higher the demand would mean that it leads to a higher economic growth. So in a way, the, what the Prime Minister has said earlier, his vision of Sabka Saath, Sabka Vikas, I think uh, has a, a tremendous uh, implication as far as agriculture is concerned. Because agriculture, as we all know, employs roughly 50% of the country's population. In his address, the Prime Minister also mentioned about the kind of silos that different departments are working, which are connected to this entire issue or the system of agriculture, farming and produce and then markets and in the end to the consumers. Now, he mentioned about that different challenges like low level of education, young pregnancies in young girls, no access to nutritious food, no access to clean water and lack of information, lack of basic essentials to so many people over large swathes of the country. So what kind of challenge is this? I think we must appreciate what the Prime Minister said when he said that all departments which work on one theme, they will need to bring them all together and to see that the bigger issue of nutritional security and food security is addressed. And once nutritional security is addressed, it addresses many, many problems linked to child stunted growth and anemia among among the women, whether it's the pregnant women and so on. And the point I'm trying to make is I think that's something which is a great vision and I think we must 
must appreciate it. And at the same time, let's also, in a country which is overflowing with food stocks for the last couple of years, at least as we know of those who need them. I have always said that if you address hunger first, you also address hidden hunger. The first and the paramount role should be to see that how to reach that food to the poor. The Prime Minister's call to see that all departments merge together, it becomes a kind of a proactive position that the bureaucracy and the departments of the government, state and the center both together. So I think the Prime Minister's vision for making the country nutritional food secure, I think is remarkable. These are very challenging times indeed when we all know that this is the time of the COVID-19 pandemic for the last 7-8 months. Every country across the globe is battling the pandemic and its after effects. We have seen in India kind of restrictions, lockdowns the country had to undergo and then unlocking of all the facilities, again reviving the wheels of the economy. The Prime Minister did mention about this is a fact that in the country the availability of food grains was absolutely normal, there was no problem. So that context and then the gradual build-up vis-a-vis reviving the farm economy, Sharma how do you see that? I think uh, the lockdown had uh, given us a big uh, lesson. We know that uh, two or three days into lockdown, roughly about eight crore people migrated back to their villages. It tells us very clearly that the economic design of uh, pushing people out of rural areas into the urban areas because uh, urban areas need cheap labor was perhaps not the right kind of policy approach. And the reverse migration has very clearly shown us that we need to reverse the economic thinking, which has pushed uh, people out of farming into the urban areas. You know, if the objective is to see that uh, urban areas need cheap labor and unless you push people out of agriculture or small farmers or marginal farmers into the urban areas, I think that economic thinking is outdated and it is time to now rebuild agriculture because agriculture has the potential to become an engine of growth. Agriculture has the potential to take care of the mass employment that the country is looking forward. Agriculture has the potential to provide gainful employment to millions and millions of people. Agriculture has the capacity to ensure sure that climatic conditions that are not leading to any aberration in the climate change that the world is looking up to. So I think agriculture holds a solution for lots of the problems that the country is facing. And I think the challenge now, the lesson that uh, the lockdown has thrown before us, that we cannot continue to be on the same old path, which was pushing people out of rural areas into the urban areas. And in fact, it is time to reverse that economic thinking, to go for a kind of a development push, which rebuilds agriculture to emerge as a growth engine. I think it takes two to tango and with industry on one side, with agriculture on the other, this is the perfect combination to reboot the economy. I think this is a message not only for India but across the globe but I think it has more meaning for a country like India which still has 60 crore people linked to directly or indirectly to agriculture. The nutrition campaign, uh, while it is important that, that the food security, availability of food grains in the large population country like India, we have 130 crore people. It is also essential that the nutrition value of the food grains, it goes to every household, every consumer, every person. The government has recently started the nutrition campaign and in this context, the Prime Minister talked about uh, providing different variety of seeds to the farmers and also the bio-fortified varieties. Please explain to our listeners, um, Mr. Sharma, what exactly is this about? One of the processes of uh, development which uh, focuses on uh, bio-fortified, which means lacking in certain essential nutrients, uh, these are built into the crop varieties and these varieties are being uh, released uh, now. That is, of course, one approach to address uh, malnutrition 
nutrition or to address the nutritional deficiency. The other approach should be to make food available to the people. I think uh, that is a bigger, bigger challenge because every person is uh, waiting for a morsel of food or is waiting for his food requirement. And we might give him all these uh, biofortified foods. That's one approach. It's also time to add on crops like millets. And Prime Minister mentioned 2023 has been accepted by the United Nations as the International Year of the Rice. That was India's request. I think it clearly shows that the Prime Minister's uh, dream of incorporating millets into the feeding program would ensure that these are the kinds of new foods, nutri-cereals, which would mean that, of course, don't, they are not intensively cultivated like wheat and paddy, which means less of damage to the environment, and at the same time, they are more nutritious, and that would bring more nutrition to the pieces, to the, or to the masses. The address did also mention about the farmer produce organization, the FPOs. This was in the context of the recent uh, three laws that the government has enacted and has said that these are very historic reforms vis-a-vis the agriculture economy in the country. Helps the consumer, helps the farmer, helps the entire ecosystem of the agriculture produce. So these FPOs, Sarma Saab, are these for small farmers, are these for big farmers or is it for the entire agriculture community as such? Let me first make it clear that when we talk of big farmers in this country, there are only 4% farmers who are more than 10 hectares of land holding. It is not a debate between big and small farmers. What is important is that the SPOs, the farm producer companies or the organizations, are basically an aggregator. It means uh, they bring people together, they bring farmers together, small and marginal both, and also the median farmers together, and which means it uh, improves their collective uh, bargaining. And uh, that perhaps many people believe in the in new environment, they would uh, play a significant role in uh, getting a higher price to the farmers. But what is important here is, will these FPOs be able to provide uh, the minimum support price that the government has announced for the 23 crops every year? Will they be able to at least ensure that they, their group or the, the FPO that they comprise of or the aggregate that they comprise of, will they get a price equivalent to the MSC? I think it is very important uh, to ensure that MSC becomes a, a legal instrument that no FPO or uh, no no contract farming should be below the minimum support price because let's be very clear if the moong price today is 7196 rupees per quintal which means about 72 rupees per kg and the farmer is getting 50 rupees in the market and somebody is coming up and giving him 55 rupees. That definitely is a higher price. But I would look up to a higher price. The farmer gets uh, 72 rupees, whether it is a private trade buying it or whether it's the government buying it or whether it's FPO buying it or FPO trying to sell that. All these, uh, whatever approaches we follow, the farmer should be at least getting an assured price, uh, which is the minimum support price that the government has announced. Thank you very much, Mr. Sharma. Thank you. You were listening to a discussion on World Food Day. Issues challenges and the way forward. The participants were Devendra Sharma, Agriculture and Food Policy Analyst and Neelab Srivastav, Journalist. This program was produced and presented by the New Services Division of All India Radio. You can listen to it on our mobile app, News on AIR. This program is also available on our website, newsonair.com. You may email your opinion about this program at airnsdtalks at gmail.com.